0: Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen show. I hope you're all staying safe this holiday season and I feel like it's time to bring in some female energy. I sat down with Hannah Salzar from the Advice from Hannah podcast, a no-fluff, no-nonsense guide on how to make more intuitive decisions. We get up close and personal on what married life is like these days. As a very single person, I have absolutely no clue what having a sex life with the same person for nearly a decade feels like. And we get in a little debate on what makes a real man what we find attractive or desirable in men, and is there an actual time clock for when we decide we want children? i got questions. I hope you enjoy the show. I'm so excited <laughs> to have you on this show to just have some girl talk. And I like that we can record this and have other people kind of listen in and be a fly on the wall and just mm. hear what we're talking about. So your life is very different than my life personally, in the sense mm. that you're in married life. And then you have to go through married life, in quarantine during the pandemic and everything so how has that shaped your
1: relationship with your husband and how you view relationships overall can I just start off with saying I don't think that anybody should spend that much time together (laughs) it's just like (laughs) too much it's too much I don't, I'm going to be raw and candid on here. Mm -hmm. Like if anybody wants to hit me up and tell me otherwise, I'm game to have a conversation about it. But just the simple fact that I've been with my spouse for 10 years, I thought I've known many facets of him, but the pandemic facet of him, I have never seen before. So it was super shocking for me just to see, and I'm sure for him as well, because I'm such an extrovert. I'm always on stage. I'm always doing this and that. And for me to actually get pulled back, and not be able to do any of the things that I like made me super fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. Like I'm miserable. Like miserable. Well, now I'm getting better. But like you know, and, and I wasn't able to do the things that I wanted during the summertime. I didn't get to like travel. All the travel plans that I had got squashed. Just you know, I'm complaining. I'm sounding very privileged. But once you take all those stresses, and then you add it on top of paying bills, keeping a house afloat, you know, cooking meals working so now you're working you're eating you're sleeping you're hanging out in the same space 24 7 and let me add into the mix that my mom lives with us and a dog mm-hmm. you're nodding at me so that's a lot it's a lot <laughs> it was a lot um it still is i'm still learning how to navigate through everything i've worked remote on my kitchen table for most of it so has it changed my marriage yes do i view things differently absolutely do i want to spend every single waking moment with him no At this point, I want to take a vacation. I'm a damn self. But that's just how I feel. And I'm sure so many of us have gone through it as well. And and just so many emotions and, and, you know, just the stress, just not knowing that, okay, well, my spouse is going to go out and I don't know if he's going to come back and have this thing that I have no idea how he got it or how he can get cured and how your whole household can get affected by this as well, which Mm -hmm. is the health aspect of it, right? Because yeah, they're pissing you off and whatever, and you want them to go outside, but then you're scared that they bring something home. home. Mm -hmm. And then now the whole household gets affected. So is it, do I send my, do I go outside and and risk catching this disease or do I stay inside and die of stress? Yeah. There's that whole risk factor and then responsibility and then the guilt. If you do something for
0: yourself, which you should always be able to do something for yourself. And then all of a sudden now doing
1: something for yourself is like not okay, which really sucks. It makes me realize how much time I would spend outside, right? So when you're apart from your spouse or your boyfriend or whatever it is, like your partner, and when you meet, now you have things to talk about. Oh, I did this. I did that. And, you know, there's that spark. There's that, you know, like wow, because I haven't seen you. But now when you're seeing each other 24-7, you're like, yo, like, I can hear you breathe. <laughs> oh, no. Right? So it can, it can be super frustrating. So that's where online groups came in, which I found super helpful, right? So I joined a cohort. Um, I started reading books, I started coloring, I almost took up knitting at one point, but I'm like, okay, Hannah, this is enough now, you have enough activities. So I started doing things by myself in a different room. Okay, so you needed
0: the location displacement? Yes. So what if people lived in a one-bedroom condo, or like
1: some tiny-ass place? You know what I also bought? Wall dividers. Really? Yeah, bro. Okay. I have wall dividers. So if I'm I'm chatting online with a brand or anything like that, if I'm doing an Instagram live, you will see a certain wall behind me. I've put that there. So this is my space. They're super inexpensive. You can get them at Ikea for under 40 bucks. I don't know what somebody's budget is right now, but you know, that's an option, right? You can divide a room if it's really getting to that point. I feel like there's no breathing space. And that causes for a lot of unhealthy bickering and resentment because one of the spouses is going to really want to hang out with you
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you're not. So, and I'm that person in my marriage. I'm like, bro, I need a alone time because I'm an only child. So I grew up by myself. So I'm very used to doing things um. on my own. Right. So to have somebody with me 24 seven is just, well, I don't have kids. I swear to you because I'm like, where are you going? I know personally, myself and my circle, I have seen three splits already. Because they just, they haven't been able to deal with the 24-7. Because now every single issue that you had is under the microscope. I can't even imagine. Like, I would run out of
0: things to talk about. It. <laughs> I have, like, a very serious morning ritual. That's, like, three hours long. of a time. So I don't know what I would do with another human <laughs> at all. It's interesting. I've heard a lot of people actually bring in walls or create, like, a workstation. Because now your 9-5 is also mm-hmm. your home space. Whereas... You used to have a workspace, a home space, your local coffee shop, third space. Like there were so many spaces. spaces. Mm-hmm. There was outside. There was all of these options for you. And now you don't have that. So creating those barriers and or those boundaries are very helpful. But what about people that want to get more intimate? Do you think that's helped at all? Like maybe people were less compatible before. And then now that they were forced to, they actually uncovered more intimacy
1: well yeah that's right? where all these babies are coming from right yeah. all the baby announcements and everything else i feel as though it gave them time to really connect and and if it's, if you were somebody that was rocky before there's something wrong with your relationship now that you're together during all this time you may have had the time to like unpack it, unpack it and see what's happening And if that's happened to you that's beautiful and i'm so proud of you if that's the complete opposite has happened to you i'm proud of you too because that means that you're growing you're realizing that you may have Outgrown the space that you're in, and it's just time to to pack up and go. You have to look at both things and, and hold space for them, whichever way things went for you. Mm-hmm. Did you at all like have trouble
0: keeping things exciting? Like, what's date night for you guys now?
1: Bruh, just, <laughs> what is date night? What, what are you talking to me about right now? <laughs> date night is I'm somewhere and he's somewhere, and that's date night. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Did you used to have like legit date night? Like, what was old date night? You know what? It was sitting on the couch after midnight with a drink and talking about a week.
0: Because it's catch-up time, right? And now you don't need catch-up time because you're just caught up forever.
1: <laughs> and ever and ever and ever, we've taken bubble baths. is cute. No, we've never done that before. Ever. Ever in our history of life have I ever taken a bubble bath with this guy. Like, I think showering with guys. But the bubble baths are cute, right? They're okay. Cute. I think they're cute. So... That's been something fun. I go on nature walks and then he just sits outside. So okay. then I come back from the nature walk and I'm like, look what I saw. It's not together all the time, but I can still be in the same vicinity as him. We just don't have to be doing the same thing. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. With me, like even when we used to work out, when we used to go to the gym. We'd go to the gym and we'd do separate activities. It's just how we are. And that's how we work because then I can show you something cool and then you can show me something cool as opposed to doing everything together. Simultaneously
0: together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate it when people like go together to the grocery store and then are in the same aisle together the entire time. It's like, why don't one person hold these aisles and the other guys go to the other aisles and then you come together and be more efficient. And then get out of there faster.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: that makes more sense. I always do drinks someone else's food, right? So mm-hmm. that makes more sense if we both go to the grocery store and we get our stuff and then we leave mm-hmm. versus every single thing together i
1: don't know it's sickening why do it. people want to be together all of the damn time somebody tell me <laughs> unless your are years one through four i don't understand yeah you think that's a cut off time yeah <laughs> okay so i learned recently that you can buy sex toys at
0: walmart and amazon all these things online now urban outfitters you know and whereas before night. you had to actually go to like a sex shop and yeah you know and it was seedy and awkward and they didn't have an online shop so you just have to go so now mm-hmm. that Literally, you can get anything. Hmm. You can get curtains online. You can get literally whatever you want online. Did you invest in anything like that? Like intimate toys? At no. All? You don't no. hear about that? No. This is used to me. Really? Okay? I'm like the You only- were like obsessed with it. Like, what? Yeah. Like everyone's been asking me like what should I get for like sure. my first one? And what, yeah, I'm just like. So I used to work for sex toy shops mm. 10 years ago. I wrote all the descriptions, the product descriptions for their first e-commerce site. Ten years ago so so you're OG I'm like yeah I know them all I know every single thing and I'm just watching like what new products are coming out mm. but they're just more available now and what I found interesting is a lot of girls with long-term relationships are investing in sex toys now and I'm like is it because you're not having sex with them like why
1: do you invest now i don't understand like uh, wouldn't you invest when you're single i don't uh, i didn't get it so i have an answer (laughs) coming from me i'll be super candid with you so i got married super young in my 20s so growing up in a caribbean household you don't talk about sex sex is not a conversation i found out about sex from an aunt in new york who I love and I visited. So she kind of told me, she's like, these are condoms. These are birth controls. She kind of, but in the fact of being intimate and like touching yourself and masturbation and all that stuff, I had to learn on my bitter own. How'd you learn? On freaking YouTube. Like the sex colleges online, the books, the apps. That's how I learned. Right? So now that I'm 30, Right. I'm in my 30s. I want to learn more about my body because mm-hmm. in my 20s, I was too scared because I thought it was like 30 because nobody told me about these things. Right. So I didn't understand how healthy it is. I had this conversation with my cousin who was 19. I said to her, I'm like, have you started masturbating? She goes, no. I'm like, well, then how the fuck do you know what you like? if you don't know how to like touch yourself and please yourself and, and see what gets you excited and what touch and feel, right? So that's something that I learned later on in the in the game because yes you're with your spouse and yes you're with your partner, but your sex taste changes. Okay. Over time with this one person. It's not the same as when I first started. As time goes by, you feel more comfortable with this person. So you want to explore more. Interesting. So who gets how do you get the idea of like, oh I want to try this new thing? Well, because then when you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're like, what the fuck? This can't be my sex life for the next 40 years if I decide to stay with this person for this long. We need to spice it up. Curiosity, right? You start looking, you see movies, you see the porn hub and all these websites and stuff right? So then you kind of get ideas and then you ask your partner and you're like, what the fuck is that? What are you doing? That? So you may get resistance depending on how old school they are. At the end of the day, I will say this, if you're not having different sex, it's going to tank. Because sexuality your sex life is such an important vital part of your relationship it's the heartbeat it's what keeps it coming cuz the worst thing in the world is coming home and you see this like you turn me off like you know you don't mm. it's not it's not an exciting thing so you have to keep it fresh you have to keep it exciting in a sense whether it's you know you buy the outfits you buy wigs you change your like you know whatever you it's like you're fucking a new bitch whenever you change your hair so It's just, you have to keep that alive. If not, it's going to, it's going to tank. And the worst thing I think the biggest waste of time is wasting your good sex years. Right. Yeah. Like, cause it, you know, we we have a window, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a window. So, you know, that you have to learn as well. So explore, find out if whoever you're with is not on board with you, you either get them on board or you buy sex toys interesting that's my view of it and that's why i would buy them so then you would buy them to use them with your your myself or my partner i don't care if you don't want to use them with me that's cool bro like i gotta do me right so maybe they might get enticed to do so but i don't think they should only be for you know what I think there should be, we should do some kind of webinar or seminar or some shit like that, that you could talk to married women about this and make it sound okay. Because so many of them are sitting there thinking that this isn't okay and that it's for single women. Really? Mm -hmm. You you think there's that judgment? Yeah, 150%. Because there's this notion of when you're married, I get it all the time, just because I'm so open-minded and I have all these conversations, oh, well, you're married. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not because when you're talking to a married person like you they don't want to talk about their sex life they don't want to talk about what's happening at home they don't want because it's such a two thing right mm-hmm. so they don't want to be judged or you want to come judge my relationship there's flaws everywhere come judge come talk to me but if the conversation the open conversation is going to help you in the long run then i've done my job yeah so that's kind of why i do it but i think there's like this pre like that marriage is so closed off that you're not allowed to talk about these things mm-hmm. because now you're married forever and ever and ever and ever, and ever. And you're not allowed to talk about these things. So when you're married, is it just like you
0: close the door to the public and like everything that you guys do personally and together is now a us thing? And then that's it? Nobody else. Is allowed to be involved in that conversation? Mm-hmm. Like o- Only
1: you two decide on the furniture, on the bills, on the everything. On the everything. It's like, it's like you're in a partnership. So think of a business partnership. In, in layman's term and everything that you do is with that one person because that's who you chose to live the rest of your life with this is why i have a problem with the institution of marriage and monogamy and all that stuff because i find that yes you're together but like i feel that as though you should be able to seek advice and ask other married people and that seems as that taboo right like, i don't No, why, but like they never like the married friends that I have, they never talk about their marriages. They're like, Oh my god, yeah, we're great. I'm like, You're not, bro. Like, I could tell because I'm in a marriage and I know shit's on rocks because I've been where you've been before. You know, this is the years, right? Remember, I said one to four, Mm -hmm. five to seven, eight, whatever, ten plus. I I don't know what happens after ten plus. I'm here, so I don't (laughs) know yet, but I could tell you what could happen from one to eight, okay, just based on my experience and what happened and how you're feeling towards a person you could kind of gauge and that's how the elders and communities like they'll be able to pick out what's going on with you because they've been there interesting they've been where you've been whether they've shared it or not personally but every experience that you have with your partner the person next to you has experience as well they just won't talk about it that's interesting because i never get to talk to married people openly Right. i
0: only talk to single people right Mm -hmm. so whenever i talk to a married person they're always just like well you don't get it because you're not married you know Mm -hmm. so i understand like the walls i guess Mm -hmm. So yeah, like any time I want to ask them about something, they'd be like, oh, we don't talk about that. We don't have these problems. Yes, you they do.
1: <laughs> they do. They do. They have them just, it's more layers of the problem. It's that problem that you're talking about heightened by years. It's not the core problem of, you know, well, I can't get my spouse to, to talk to me about his feelings is, okay, well, he's not showing his feelings right now, but he down 1.5 liter of vodka. That's how he's showing his feelings today right so that's you're taking the he doesn't want to talk to me about my feelings or she and they are now masking it with different scenarios of whether it's excessive shopping whether it's excessive drinking uh sporting excessive sex whatever it is they're masking that core issue that you're talking about now they're masking it differently years later so yeah they can say we don't have that issue but they do they just have it in a different version and they haven't been able to to dissect it. Granted, I come from an extremely broken background, like addict father or um, weaponizer. Or I don't know any parents that survive marriage. Like, so I come from that back end. So I'm able to pinpoint when something is wrong very quickly, um, just because that's how I grew up. So what would you say is the difference
0: between committed men and non-committed men? Because oh. being in a marriage and having your man being committed to you, like you said, they're going to express themselves different ways if they're not being intimate with you or they're not expressing themselves, you force them like, you know, being single with non-committal men, they just leave. They have no responsibility to come home to Mm. me. Whereas do married men have to come home? Do they feel like they must do something? Is there like a level of responsibility that you think committed men have more than non-committed men? Like once they've made that decision.
1: Personally speaking, I think that, men themselves are very sensitive they get easily hurt by anything that we can say to them as as females and whether they're in a relationship or not they can check out whatever they want and still physically be there present okay be present um i've seen it multiple times they'll come home every single day they'll be happy cheerful whatever but their emotions aren't there their emotions are elsewhere so it's it's always the fact okay maybe Sometimes they don't leave you stranded, but you're dealing with a walking corpse in your house that doesn't even talk to you about anything. So which one's worse? Interesting. Is it the one that walks away and leaves and says, okay, you know what? This isn't working. I don't want to be here. Or the one that stays and damages you even more? Because the most hurtful thing, damaging thing in the world is being with somebody who doesn't tell you what the fuck they're feeling. Yeah. It's closing you out. Yeah. Like they're just, there's this law and they're icing you out on the other hand. So that's extremely hurtful. So what's worse? When I talk to single people and they're telling me, oh, well, he left. I'm like, well, that's a blessing. It is, yeah. Because he's left and now you know that he's left as opposed to him staying there. And how many bitter scoring women don't you know past 40? <laughs> In the right? line of work that you've done. You've heard them already. So they're bitter, right? So that's, even the cops know. So <laughs> <laughs> They're setting the alarm. They're setting the alarm. The cops know, yo. They know. <laughs> Right? So I, I feel like that's a huge difference as as well as, you know, are you here or are you not here? And do you, as the female or however you're identifying your relationship, do you have the guts to say, yo, are you here or not? Do you want this or not? Because if you don't, you can leave. That takes a lot to be able to say that because I find that people fear being alone when I, I think that we come into this, unless you're a twin, but you come into the world literally alone. Mm-hmm. So what's the big deal of you being alone you know what I mean
0: don't you like your own company I want to touch on that because I think people peop, like guys feel like or the idea Hold on of, your nails I, <laughs> I've been admiring <laughs> them. the idea of men being like the hunter-gatherer provider protector whatever guy being brave and strong and unemotional and all these things I think it's brave when you do reveal your emotions and you do have real talk mm-hmm. and you do call out things and you say hey I feel this way do you agree are we on the same page mm-hmm. I think that takes a lot of courage and maturity yeah. because that means I'm good with myself are you meeting me this way because if you're not I'm out and I think that's super brave you mm-hmm. know like being able to do that and it's funny cuz a lot of people tell me like oh you're so brave and bold like you'll just leave a job that's paying you lots of money or you'll like walk out of this situation mm-hmm. you'll pick Mm -hmm. up and move to another country. And I'm like, yeah, so how come you don't respect that when a relationship ends? Mm -hmm. Right? Like when someone's like, you know what? This is not enough for me. Yeah. So how do you have this conversation? If you're in for the long run, how
1: often are you supposed to have these real talks? As often as you want. Because when you fall in love with somebody, like you, the dating, the puppy dog stage, you know, oh my God, this is so great. I think you're beautiful. You hear that 24 seven. You see the person at their highest self. Like their best of their best. They're going to show you the best because they want to capture you and they want you to be in their lives. So now that you've seen this, this best person, I personally feel that whenever you see them lacking a, a certain bit, granted, I'm not talking about when somebody's super stressed, something's happening in their outside, like life, family, work, whatever. There are factors that can make a person pull back for a bit and as their partner. You're supposed to kind of know if they like you in. But if it's in a good place in your relationship and you feel like you are and you're seeing this person slacking, then call them out. It doesn't matter if this is a conversation that happens monthly, every three months, six months, once a year. But this shouldn't be something that's happening every five years. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you how much somebody can hold on to one thing that they said. You can hold on to it forever. Like forever. I do that. There's one thing that there's this one thing that my husband told me years ago that I'm still holding on to. You know, you'll always hold on to that moment that that person hurts you. So. If you're doing that, you should be having these conversations. So at least you know, okay, well, that was just this one time. He didn't really mean it. We were in this heated argument. This happened. But now we're here. We've talked about it. We're better. If you're not talking, if it's silent, then silence is not good. Unless you've talked all day and they've just annoyed you. But. <laughs> Unless you spent last seven months in a pandemic with them. But, you know, silence is never good. Sons is never good and you're supposed to air the the issues out because we can't just be the bachelorette all the time. Well, I
0: think it's interesting because women traditionally always take responsibility. You know, they're always the caregivers. They're always the nurturing type. Mm -hmm. So when they see their man kind of not doing their best, you just overcompensate for them until they get back on track. But then you're stepping their wings of their own responsibility Mm -hmm. to get their shit together because you just did the shit for them. Right. And then it's always catch up, catch up. Right. And then now, you know, he can get lazier and lazier in that sense or less intimate or, you know, whatever it is. And then I think that's when that dangerous slope happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, I've had conversations with various married women. Like, I I find that there's a certain point that they just become raw with you. Like, I I feel as though, like, after you're eight or nine, they're just super candid with you. Like, if you're talking with them on a certain, like, intimate level in, in a sense. And, When they decide to check out or when they decide not to be their best self with you, it is probably one of the most painful things you can imagine. And yes, you try to overcompensate. And this is when you become exhausted and you become tired of pouring and pouring and pouring and not getting anything back. I find once that's happening, I feel like that's the point of no return because now you're resentful. Because you've been pulling the weight for X amount of time and they're kind of like slowing down and, and, and not meeting you halfway. Mm-hmm. And that's when most of the arguments happen. Personally, for me, it's not the, you know, the petty things of this and that. And he said this, he came home late, he forgot this. What? It's not that. It's when you're overcompensating and they're under-delivering. That's when the real, like, issue starts. Well, then I think that's disrespectful, you know, because it's not equal anymore. Right? No. Has it ever really been equal? That's my real question. Can it
0: be? I don't know, bro. Because I don't believe in honeymoon stages anymore. I mean, dating in 2020, I need the realness right now. I need to Mm -hmm. know exactly where your intentions are. If you just want a casual thing, say so. If you don't know yet, say that. If marriage is off the table, say that. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know the range Mm -hmm. that we're working within. And then I'll know where the ceiling of our relationship is going to be. I hate it when people are like, we're just going to go with the flow. We're just going to see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. No, you know exactly what you want. You're just not saying it because you're you sure. don't want to lose me. Yeah. And that's not cool. You're not going to hold me at arm's length because I don't have time for that. Whereas now younger and relationships back then, mm-hmm. men had all the control. Now women are saying, no, this is the way that it's going to be. Yeah. These are my intentions. You're on the same page. If you're not, you don't have access to my body. That's it.
1: Power to you. Like, right? I love that you guys are doing like, I say you are doing that because I'm not I'm not doing that. But I really like that because I wish that at the young age, like where I come from, like my mentality is I'm like the nicest person ever. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, you want this? Okay, yeah. And like I, I'll go all around town just to make sure that you're happy, that you're content. And that's one of my flaws because I give, 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 give. And I don't expect the same level back to me. Yes. I don't. I personally know that's one of my flaws. That's literally year 31. The one thing I told myself I was going to work at was not overextending and overreaching in in various areas of my life. That's something that I want to make sure I'm not doing anymore because it is fucking exhausting. And you get to the point that you're like am I doing like you know why am I doing all this overreaching so I like that you're telling me that this is what you guys were doing off the bat because somebody would told me to do that 10 years ago I would have been
2: like hey excuse me you know
1: well because I think we're manipulated by like movies you know
0: Mm -hmm. and and Hollywood and how relationships are supposed to be and us confused like oh does he like me back does she like me back and it's Mm -hmm. just this whole back and forth but that's when you get into the mess yeah right because the intentions aren't clear and then you hit the ceiling and you're like oh that's not what i meant at all and then you're like well these are the signs that's what that that's what you were supposed to do and then actions and words don't match anymore and then that's why i'm like
1: no just say it straight out because i don't have time to guess but there's something to be said though there's something so sexy and manly about a man being a man Okay, like what? Like, them them just taking care of things, you know? There's, like, an aspect of me that still thinks, like, A, I don't have to be changing the oil in my car. I shouldn't be wearing oil in my tires. I shouldn't be worrying about changing light bulbs. Still be that part that you're still a mat. Women, like, I find that we pull. We take all the, like, emotional burden. We do all this. Nah, 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 we take care of this. But there's still... I, I was having this conversation with my friend because we were talking about celebrity crushes and whatever. So... One of my celebrity questions is the weekend. I know he's still grunge, but it's fine. Uh, no, <laughs> it's fair. true. It's true. I'm like, oh, the weekend. I think he's so cute. But then it's Idris Elba. So mm-hmm. she's like, Oh, you go for manly man. And I'm like, Well, you know, I feel like they should be able to take care of business. Like, it, there's still that aspect. I, I feel as though, like, females, there's still that part of us that still wants to maybe see that just a little bit. But why is that different from what I said? Because I find that they don't want to be the manly man. Like, they just want to be taken care of, like, doing for them. I do. I find like my grandfather to me was like the best person ever. And he took care of my grandma her whole entire life. My grandma never worked a day in her life. Mm. He took care of everything. And that house ran tip top for 40 plus years, right? So I saw what day in and day out of an entrepreneur did for his family, and he lifted four children out of nothing. So, you know, I I saw that example growing up, right? So now I look down and I'm like, dude, you can't even pay a phone bill on time. You know, like, <laughs> if they're not sending you a reminder on your phone, you're not doing it on time. So there's that there's that aspect to me that I find that that masculinity has been gone. Like that, not that we, I know so many females that bring home bank. Don't get me wrong. Like killing it right now. But there's still that aspect that like you should. I think what you're saying is guys are not being responsible
0: anymore because- we're not expecting a lot. We we give them the bare minimum. We're like just text back today. Not like in the hour. You know what I mean? It's like, excuse you, no, respond now so that I know what the fuck we're doing. But people just give them bare minimum. I don't this isn't good enough for me. It's kinda like, as long as you text me back, like I'm easy and we we get food every now and then, like that's it. I'm like, that's like less than bare minimum. Might as well become best friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you're right. And I think that's the difference. And I guess maybe it does come with commitment. Mm, You think? That's why I'm like, I want to know your intentions now. Right off the bat. Yeah. Because a real man will say that right off the bat. He'll say, I want a relationship. I don't know if it's going to be with you, but that's what I'm looking for. Versus someone that's like, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Zero responsibility. Then
1: I don't want to be. I I don't don't mean that. No. Well, who does? I don't have the time. I don't have time for this. I don't. I would just sit there and, make it, and be like, listen, are you in or out? I don't have yeah. time for this. Like I, I say this to Daniel all the time. I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> See? Let me get to the decision now.
0: Okay. This has been such a great conversation. Oh my God. I love this. I just want to ask you one last question. Based on everything that we were talking about, what kind of questions do you have for men
1: that I can hopefully interview anonymously? That you'd want answered. I have one question. Okay. I, like, I want to ask them... Like, I want to ask every guy this question if okay. I can. When do they know when they want kids? What's the ticker for them? Mm. Because I find that a lot of males become dads by fluke. You know, the oops, oh, I don't... Mm, we not ready. we yeah. weren't. Yeah, so... When is it that they're like, okay, well, yeah, I want to start a family. What what are the qualities that they look for? Because I find that so many of my friends, mid thirties right now, and that conversation is not even a conversation, right? The minute that you talk about kids, it's like, ah, oh, commitment, and they run. But initially, when is it that you want to have this conversation, and is it going to be had, or are you just going to be a playboy forever? Or is that Playboy's even a term? I age myself now. I don't know if that's a term. <sighs> but you know when, because once kids come, then you're you're. 18 to life with this person even if you hate them you're gonna have to deal with them
0: yeah that's another level of commitment
1: because like technically marriage can end in a year in a year you know <laughs> well, was it, whatever kim kardashian was like with with chris whatever 72 days or yeah, days. i don't know
0: well i would ask you that question when would you know that you would want kids
1: if at all the minute that you start liking them you think about kids yeah you do yeah okay Like, because there's a stage there is literally kids have just come into my radar, like in the last six months before they weren't even in my radar. Like now they come to me because before they wouldn't, they wouldn't even come near me. Right. So what vibe am I giving off that these little munchkins now want to come to me and say hello and whatever. That's a whole conversation to be had. So if you've been with somebody long term, how do you even talk about that? I think. It's a maturity conversation. If you're ready
0: to have a relationship with a young person, they're like yeah. little people, right? Yeah. And yeah. now you're going to have a relationship with an actual child, whether that's in the family or someone that you met. Yeah. I think there's a new desire. It's like, oh my God, I can be this caregiver role for you now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's like next level responsibility. Yeah. And I think that you got to be mature for that. It's a whole other podcast yeah. episode. Right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a maturity level. I don't think it's it's uh, at which state. Cause, like, I didn't think about kids until I reached a level of like, oh, I want to have a relationship with Mm -hmm. my nephew now. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen until my brother had kids. Right. So I think it has to enter your life. And then you open up to To wanting that. And the same thing. It's like, if I didn't want to get married, then I would have been like, Nope, I don't want to have this type of commitment. And then I look at kids and be like, Nope, I don't Mm -hmm. want to have these types of relationships. So that would just be off off the table for me
2: Mm.
0: whereas i think guys it's off the table until they're like shit i want to have a relationship with kids now i want to be able to teach them something cool yeah that's that's a new level of
1: Mm. of grown-ass people that's season two right (laughs) of course thank you so much how can we find you if you want to hang out with me you can catch me on my podcast the advice from Show." We're on all major podcasting platforms. Catch me on the gram at advice from Hannah and say hi if you want. That's that's me.